go. Rejecting the screen. Noah Kozlov out here on the East Coast, out west. Adam Stanko, just two plugged in dudes talking hoops and a little bit of life. Coming up later this week, our Going ISO edition, the long form interview, which comes out every Thursday. It's with the longtime NBA writer for USA Today, Jeff Zilgit. Jeff has been battling cancer for the past five years. So we will go on and off the court with Jeff Zilgit coming up on Thursday. Feel free to go back and listen to any number of the previous episodes of the going ISO edition of Rejecting the Screen. And really, any of the Rejecting the Screen episodes during this truncated offseason, since it all still makes sense. This episode is brought to you by 1010. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly and sustainably sourced from Botswana, 10 design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful diamond ring, launching exclusively on January 18th at BlueNile.com. This exciting limited edition collection of diamond engagement rings launches on January 18th, and you can preview it exclusively at BlueNile.com. Adam and I spend so much time talking to each other that you'd think the two of us are engaged. But in fact, we have our own families on opposite sides of this country. You good? I'm good, man. It's uh, great to see you. I know the audience can't see you, but it's great to see you. It's great to talk to you. It's been a little while since we've we've spoken, which is weird for us. You know, usually it's, it's been like three days daily. Yeah, it's getting getting kind of strange. But yeah, we are close for people wondering. Uh, we are we are close off the court, if you will. And yes, it's our wives that make the. Hmm. Oh, really? Is that is that no on the phone again? Yeah, <laughs> you don't spend enough time with them on the podcast. I hear that one a lot. So, uh, <laughs> but doing well, brother. I'm doing well. All right, coming up, we're going to get into a NBA superlative, and also the three things we're most intrigued slash excited about for the season, all in about thirty minutes. And we're going to start though with our headlines. Two headlines, predictive headlines. I'll give one, Adam gives one, I'll give one, Adam gives one. I'm going to start with a Damian Lillard headline, Adam. And the headline will be, this could be a newspaper headline, it could be a Twitter headline more than likely. What's a newspaper? Should have bet on Lillard MVP at plus 1,800. Whoo! So that's where he was on betonline.ag, the exclusive betting partner of the Locked On Podcast Network. At plus 1,800, that's behind Luca, Steph, AD, Giannis, LeBron, KD, Tatum, Harden. That's where he was. And I would snatch up Lillard at plus 1,800 as he's the only guard aside from Harden the past three years to be on first or second team all NBA. Lillard's been first, second, second over the past three years. And the Blazers are going to be better this year. They've got a great playoff streak and I really like their off season. And what Lillard did in the bubble opened a lot of eyes of fans. And I know fans don't vote on MVP, but I think the way Lillard carries himself on and off the court is something that writers recognize and the writers who, and the media who vote on MVP. So I would say that 
Lillard has a better shot of winning MVP than James Harden, than Jason Tatum, than either LeBron or AD, and maybe even Steph, because how good are the Golden State Warriors going to be? It's interesting you bring up MVP, because that's a good tease for later, because I'm actually mentioning the MVP discussion later. My headline comes from the Philadelphia 76ers. You know one of the local writers is going to hit you with this headline in a few months. Where are all those pick and rolls we are hearing about? We know the Sixers are going to be good, right? But there was all this talk about pick and rolls, pick and rolls. Well, guess what? Philly didn't run pick and roll last year. Well, neither did the Rockets as much as you think they did. And so with that being said, and with this team having so many shooters, the way that Philly is going to play is going to be more pushing the pace. It's going to be more attracting double teams for the big man and for Ben Simmons and kicking to shooters. We're going to see guys attracting double teams, kicking out to shooters. But in terms of pick and rolls, yes, it's one of those headlines that was promised to you in the offseason. Noah, I don't think it's showing up once games start rolling. Certainly not between Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, even though I think we'd all love to see that. All right, I'm going to update the Lillard playoff uh, MVP odds, regular season MVP odds from betonline.ag. He's still behind Luka, Giannis, Steph, AD, KD, LeBron, Harden, but he's Mm. now ahead of Jason Tatum, and he's at plus 1,600. So whether you got him at plus 1,800, I'm still grabbing Damian Lillard at plus 1,600. My other one has to do with the Southwest division. And I know that divisions themselves get lost these days, but I'm going to go with changing of the guard because it is no longer the Houston Rockets and San Antonio Spurs division. This is Zion, Ja, and Luca. These three must watch every night players. Over the past 10 years, Adam, here mm-hmm. have been the champions. Ever since the Dallas Mavericks won the title in 11, here have been the champions of the Southwest Division in order. Houston, 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 Spurs, Spurs, Houston, Spurs, 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 Spurs. So this is the time for the changing of the guard with the Pelicans, with Memphis, with Dallas, because I don't think Houston makes the playoffs. I don't think the Spurs make the playoffs. And... Whether or not these three teams can compete for a title this year, I don't think they can, but you will have a changing of the guard at the top of the Southwest Division. Oh, I like that. I like that. I want to go to Cleveland. Why? Phrase phrase you don't hear very often, and certainly Joe Kim Noah has never said that. (laughs) Old callback. It is my headline. Isaac Okoro is changing the culture in Cleveland. Oh, okay. Here's the thing. We know over the last couple of years, the Cavs have just sort of been trying to find themselves, trying to find a new identity. Obviously, it wasn't just losing LeBron James, but you lose Ty Lue. You you lose your front office. Things have just totally changed. John Beeline comes in. That doesn't work out. Weird collection of talent on the roster. You got Kevin Love. You got the backcourt of Colin Sexton, Darius Garland. 
Well, Isaac Okoro is one of those guys. And Noah, you can speak to this as you saw him in high school. He is a defensive-minded freak. And those guys don't come around very often, and they can change a team's culture. It doesn't necessarily translate to winning, certainly not overnight, and almost definitely not for just a rookie to do it, but it starts the change slowly. And there is something about his explosiveness that looks different even on an NBA floor. And some guys you see in college or high school and you go, man, what an athlete. And then by the time they reach the NBA, you're like, mm, looks like another guy out there. Mm-hmm. Isaac Okoro is not one of those guys. He looks different. Just like Lamelo's passing skills you see on the NBA level, you're like, oh, that does look different. Like Isaac Okoro's explosiveness looks different, but his ability to defend for a team that was 29th in defensive rating last season, I think Isaac Okoro starts to change the culture, at least on the defensive end, especially when you think about that backcourt that doesn't defend anyway. Isaac Okoro is going to change the defensive culture in Cleveland. Yeah, I mentioned before I saw him play two years ago, and he's my pick for rookie of the year as well. Okoro and, and Obi Toppin, and but I would I would lean towards Okoro. I saw him two years ago at that Bass Pro Tournament of Champions, the Dynamite High School Basketball Tournament. I've been calling for the past ten years for CBS Sports Network. Unfortunately, this year they're not having it because of the pandemic, understandably so. But Okoro played on a team, McEachern High School, public school in the Atlanta area, with Sharif Cooper, who's one of the best point guards in the country, and. Mm-hmm. They played five guys all year. I think maybe in a game or two, they played a six-man, but they played a national schedule, went undefeated, and played five guys all year. And their head coach, Mike Thompson, had told me, we sat down, I think it was before the championship game that year, he said, I asked them in, in, in crunch time, who's guarding the best player? And he said, Isaac, no doubt. He's, he's, he's always on the other team's best player while delivering offensively and playing 40 minutes a night in high school basketball. Incredible. Or 36, whatever it is. Yeah. Eight minute quarters. Yeah. Is it 36? 32. 32. 32. Who, who wants to do math? Right. Certainly not me. Coming up, what we're most looking forward to seeing this season, and you know when it comes to the two of us, it's going to be a bit different. First, you ready for some football? College Ooh. football heading into bowl season. There's some Sir. big matchups this weekend. Coastal Cara. No, wait, they're not in the and Cincinnati. Oh, wait. Oh, no. All you had to do was win six games, Ohio State, and get in. And they're not even that good, right? Ohio State's not even that good to be in the playoffs. Rich get richer. Rich get the richer. The talent's not even that good. NFL regular season finishing up, playoff picture becoming clearer. Eagles quarterback situation becoming clearer. There's only one place that has you covered, and one place that we trust over here at Lockdown, and that's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag, and you can use the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, for your 50% welcome bonus. So you put in 100, they give 50 bucks. So I'm going to give you a a pick again, another NBA pick. Mm. Because the line hasn't changed because... The games on Tuesday haven't been played yet. It's the Nets and the Celtics. And you saw them play in the preseason. Celtics do look like a mess and take the preseason for what it is. The Nets-Celtics is still a pick on betonline.ag. Taking the Nets. And I'm not thinking twice about it. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. 
including Christmas Day, Nets over the Celtics. It's a pick em. Take Brooklyn. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on, L-O-C-K-E-D, on, to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Betting on the league doesn't have to be a guessing game. And if you've been listening to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, you'd realize that you don't have to guess. You can just listen and win a bit of cash. Get daily picks, quick hitting advice, all to make the smartest possible wagers. Subscribe to Locked On Bets, that podcast, Locked On Bets, brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts. Did you, in high school, win any of those senior superlatives? Uh, no, no. I, um, you know, no, I did, I did not. I did no. not. Okay. No, all right. No. Sorry. I mean, I'm kind of embarrassed to say no, but yeah. Did you? you? Well, you, maybe we could go with, um, most <laughs> consistent say. breakups, maybe. Oh, right. Every four, four months, months and two and days. Two days. Yeah. Apparently, apparently. I won most school spirit because <laughs> so there was a boy and a girl that won each award. Okay. Okay. I won most school spirit, I think, because I was editor of the newspaper and I was the PA announcer at all these sporting events. So I was just, I was always there. Present. Right. I was there. Maybe that had something to do with it. In the yearbook, I had to wear a cheerleading outfit. So I wore the cheerleading outfit and the girl wore the football uniform. Do we, do we still have the yearbook? In other words, can we, can we post this picture on Instagram for it's at my, it's back at at my parents' house. Okay. Okay. So next time, uh, next time in a, in a non pandemic world, when we're back at my parents' house, yes, I'll, I'll get that. Wow. Okay. Wow. Congratulations. Thanks. It's it's what got me into college. Do you have a superlative that you'd like to throw out for this NBA season? People don't talk enough about award, my which favorite. I think we need to give out. Your favorite. That's my award. favorite. That's my favorite. My favorite. Yeah. People don't um, talk enough about drives me nuts because if you want to talk about somebody, just talk about them. And even especially just like right here on Locked On, on on the podcast network, I guarantee you there's some podcast talking about whoever you're saying that not enough people are talking about. And if you don't think enough people are talking about it, maybe people just have other things to do than talk about (laughs) your hipster ninth man playing for the Oklahoma City Thunder, all right? So with with that being said, what people don't talk enough about in my eyes, Noah, mm-hmm. is the idea that small market teams are playing a different game than big market teams. But here's the caveat. They're actually finding success in that way. 
And so what I mean by this, and it's it's long-winded superlative, if you will, or long-winded uh, answer in the yearbook. But what I mean by this is, if you go back and look at the teams that have long playoff winning streaks, they're all coming from small markets. Because what we're seeing around the league is, between both teams' willingness to tank or saying, we'll sit guys out if they're injured because we can afford to do that, and we will take our chances with free agency, and the big market and the well-known teams are going the free agency route, the other teams in the smaller markets have to build a foundation. They have to be smarter. They have to do the chess over checkers argument. And so we see these executives. And you think about the Spurs' long long streak. Well, obviously, that playoff streak ended last, last season. But let's look at the teams, Noah, who have gone to the playoffs at least four seasons in a row. Okay? The Houston Rockets, eight times. The Toronto Raptors, seven times. Portland, seven times, as you alluded to earlier. The Celtics, six times. So there's a big market. Indiana hold on, Pacers. Hold on, hold on. The Rockets are a big market. I mean, Houston's a, Houston's a huge market. Yeah, the owners, huge, Houston the owners, is huge. Houston the is not huge. spending my, any my money point, though, now. But. Well, yes, that's true. But what I'm saying is, Indiana, five. Oklahoma City, five. Milwaukee, four and Utah four. So out of my point was going to be in the end of this is that out of the eight um, Mm -hmm. that have gone to the playoffs, at least four seasons in a row, six of them are coming from smaller markets. And it's interesting because ultimately the only one of those teams that won a championship was the Raptors. And people can make the argument they did it, but you know, the Warriors had their injuries. And the only reason I even say that is just to point out in a sense, small market teams are having to build a foundation. They do it through the draft. They do it through trades. They don't have the ability to go out and just get the top-tier free agents. The Raptors, obviously, make their trade for Kawhi, lose him in free agency. But the point being, the smaller market teams do this. It doesn't necessarily result in championships, but their hope is we need to make the playoffs every year and we need to build a strong foundation to do it. Whereas the big markets, you think about, the Phillies going for the title. You think about the Lakers. You think about, you know, the Heat. It's not necessarily just about consistency, but knowing they're going fishing for the big stars every year. And I just think it's something within the league that we don't think about necessarily all the time, or at least I don't. I always think about big markets have this gigantic advantage. And by the way, they're always successful with it. But when you look at who's making the playoffs every year, the majority of the last few seasons, have come from small markets. I like that. And then you're going to run into the folks who say, well, what is making the playoffs do? That doesn't mean anything. Well, I think, right. it, I think it does. I think it does to put out a competitive team. How many teams every single year can you say we can compete for a title? Well, you also never know how things go during a season, especially this year when we've got 72 games and a schedule that's so wacky. And, and let me just say this. There's a comparison to college basketball in which I always say the thing about the, the NCAA tournament is in a weird way. You think about the top teams in college basketball, whoever they are, you can almost judge them by how, many, how often they have a team that can actually win the national championship. And you take a Duke, which could be argued maybe every two years, three years probably, like that's you know as good as you, Kentucky, right around that same number. And so the point is for those oftentimes for those coaches, it's all about, 
oh, I'm going to make the NCAA tournament every year, but it's how often are they going to win a title that you're really throwing it out there. And it's sort of the same deal. The difference is in the NBA, it's like you have all these teams that are making it consistently, but they may never have a chance to actually win an NBA championship because it's oftentimes those top tier free agents, which make the difference to win a title or not. All right, we're going to get into a few things that we're most excited about, but to fill out this superlative of nobody talks about, it's mm-hmm. a guy that I'm going to focus on one player, and it's a guy that everybody was talking about just a few years ago and then turned into everybody was laughing at this gentleman just a few years ago. A 22-year-old point guard who between February and March last year in the 17 games between February and March, he played 30 minutes a night and averaged 13.7 assists, three rebounds, a steal, two turnovers, shot 51.5% from the floor, only got to the line two and a half times, and took two threes per game. Not his specialty. People don't talk enough about Markel Fultz. Those were Markel Fultz's numbers February, March. I don't put any stock in the bubble. Extenuating circumstances. There are point guards for days in this league. So is Markel Fultz a top 10 point guard going into the season? No. A top 15 point guard going into the season? Probably not. But if you, actually, if you just thought about that number, then you'd say, oh, well, then how good is, how good is anybody if they're not top 15 at their position? If you look at the, the point guards in this league, there aren't many, if any, where you're looking, yikes, that is a brutal situation. I don't, I don't really see any in the league. Those are Markel Fultz's numbers. And this year, the Markel Fultz conversation is going to be turning from laughter to, whoa, what's Markel Fultz's next contract going to look like? Hmm. N- Noah, Pac-12 Markel Fultz story for you. Real quick. Superstar, obviously, at Washington his freshman year. Everyone knew he was going to be a one-and-done guy. was just dominating. We're doing a show. Topic of the show, what makes Markel Fultz so so great? Okay. Kevin O'Neill, analyst on the show, was not a fan of Markel Fultz's. Didn't like him. Didn't like what he saw in practice. Was not a fan. Other analysts were very high on Mark Fultz, especially what he did in the pick and roll game. KO, not a fan. Question to KO. What makes Mark Fultz so great? No joke. His answer. He's a low energy player who can't shoot. That's what makes Mark Fultz so great. Did he, great moments he, in TV history. But he clearly knew what question was coming, right? Yep. Yep. It wasn't, it wasn't a mistake. He, he said... I don't believe he's great. I'm going to answer it this way. Great moments in KO history. It's uh, Matt Muehlbach and I, the former Arizona Good great. We laugh about that. Matt was also on the show that day. What I'm most looking forward to starts on opening night. That's next. I look forward to a built bar after working out. And I really look forward to the carrot cake built bar. So as mm-hmm. you're listening to this, most likely on Tuesday, December 22nd, as we record this on monday the 21st december 22nd is a carrot cake day because it's my birthday happy birthday thanks pal and every year my my favorite cake is carrot cake so every year marissa my wife and now daughter eden they they get me a 
either a slice of carrot cake or a giant carrot cake cupcake. So it's great that Built Bar, now I can celebrate with the workout, that Built Bar has a carrot cake flavor. It's one of their six new flavors with caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, apple mm. almond crisp to go along with mm. the 12 original flavors. I'll rattle them off. Coconut almond, raspberry, German chocolate, peanut butter, banana bread, mint brownie, salted caramel, double chocolate, orange, toffee, almond, coconut, and peter butter. I said peter butter. And we peanut butter brownie. They're all covered in 100% chocolate, soft, easy to chew, high fiber, high protein, low sugar, low calorie. Like the peanut butter one has 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar. Cookies and cream, very popular. 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams net carbs. Get a free cooler with purchase while supplies last. And it's probably not going to last too much longer. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get 20% off your next order. Significant. Promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, all one word, LOCKEDON, 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Make sure to check out the Locked On NBA podcast feed today, and you're going to find the season preview episodes for each division with team breakdowns from all the local experts. We were mixed in there as well. Waiver wire editions from Locked On Fantasy Hoops with Josh Lloyd. Rookies to watch from Chad Ford and predictions on each division from us rejecting the screen. Subscribe to Locked On NBA wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go back and forth here. Give me something you're excited mm-hmm. about. Well, Noah, first thing I'm excited about. Trey Young finally having some weapons. You think about what they've added to this team, and it's incredible. But I look at Trey Young just as specifically as a player, and, and he's one of these guys whose hoops high cue is off the charts. So he always plays at his pace and sort of sees the game just differently. It's it's the Queen's Gambit type of player. He he mm-hmm. sees the whole floor. He steps ahead of everyone else. He gets it. And when you put a guy like that on the floor with other special players, with other good, good players, all of a sudden you really start to see how unique they are. And there have been guys in the past. I mean, you think about like a Jason Kidd. But in the league right now, we got LeBron, Harden, Luka, Cade Cunningham is going to be the next one who just sees the game differently. And Trey Young is one of those guys. And you think they add Bogdan Bogdanovich. I think that backcourt could be pretty special. Danilo Gallinari. Obviously, we didn't get to see Clint Capella last year. Okongwu, Rajon Rondo, uh, Chris Dunn, both guys helping out with veteran experience and, and d- defensive uh, tenacity. And then you just think about the core they already have there. DeAndre Hunter, Cam Reddish, Kevin Herr. I, I am so excited to see Trey Young with weapons. And all of a sudden now, it's not just going to be empty calories, those 30 points, nine assists a game. It's going to be those things are resulting in wins, and Trey Young is going to get a lot more attention, if not a lot more nationally televised games. All right, so speaking of Trey, I'll go with that. That I'm excited about all these new stars, and that's how the Mm. game grows. Yeah, we we know the, the legacy guys. We're going to turn into watch the drive ratings, but the league itself wouldn't mind if more people were tuning in to see the next generation of stars. Now, 
there could be more than than on this list. I didn't include Jason Tatum. Like Jason Tatum is is an MVP candidate, but I think you might understand that I I don't get the feeling yet when I put on a Celtics game, especially if Kemba's out there. Maybe not now that Kemba's not there to start the season. That Tatum could go out there and, and score 40 or put on some sort of like crazy show. I think he could maybe to start the season. Jason Tatum. But mm. these are the guys thinking mm. about like Trey. So so the ones that before you had Twitter that you would text your buddies, be like, oh, uh, Trey's got 30 in the second quarter. Or alert. Alert. Right. When you actually had to alert somebody. So the the KD Kyrie combo, of course. LeBron AD, of course. Giannis, yes. But LaMelo, no matter whether he goes one for 11 or 10 for 11. Must watch. I'm, I'm, it's a must watch. And if you want to put him on mute, I understand. But if it's a, it's a must watch to see what he's going to do with the basketball. Yep. That is a that's a must watch. Every time LaMelo has the ball, you're going to inch forward a little bit in your seat or on the couch like when Iverson had it, just wondering what he was going to do. Or like growing up in Philadelphia, like when Eric Lindros would have the puck, you would and like Iverson, you'd inch forward in your seat a bit. And no, I've not heard back from the Hornets on any sort of transparency about why I didn't get the job. Congratulations to Sam who Sam Farber who got the job. I would just like to know why I, why I didn't. A phone call would be nice. Some human interaction instead of an HR email. Maybe someday. I'll keep you posted. There's Luca, Steph, Ja, Giannis, of course, mm-hmm. Zion, Devin Booker. Mm. So um, the sun should be a must watch, and that will help lift up the league. Simmons and Embiid, Damian Lillard, Donovan Mitchell, Trey Young. It's a it's it's such a strong group of potential must see guys that I think needs to capture the attention of average fans this year. I like that. Sort of on the same lines. I mean, just thinking about how much talent is in the league. I I am super excited about the idea that we have some of the league's marquee stars back healthy again. With everything that went on last year with the pause in action back in March, and then we stopped, we stopped, we stopped. Oh, NBA's come back. Now we've got the bubble, which was its own unique world, and then the playoffs, and then we restart the season again, and here we are. It's been a while, Noah, since we've gotten to see some of the league's best, and I am pumped to see them, but not just back. Some of these guys played last year, but being fully healthy again and getting to see what they're all about once more. Steph, obviously. Pumped to see the best shooter in the world, a guy who's dynamic, wonderful with the basketball, changes how defenses operate. I think people have forgotten how great Steph Curry is. Kevin Durant back, obviously, in in Brooklyn. I have expectations that they're going to the NBA Finals. Victor Oladipo. I think we're finally going to see the true Victor Oladipo of years past again this year. John Wall. A healthy John Wall. It's a lot to ask for. But it wasn't going to be last year. We have a much better chance of seeing it this year in Houston. And then Zion. Zion played in limited action. You just mentioned him. We're talking about a guy that played less than 28 minutes a game last year. He did not play much. Wasn't in his best shape. 
to see a healthy Zion playing at least over 30 minutes a night, man, I, it's incredible how much talent is in the league right now. Now, real quick on that, I've heard on a few podcasts, I think most recently, maybe it was Ramona, maybe it was Malika Andrews talking about the guys coming back like KD and John Wall, turning the comeback from Achilles idea that it's not a career ender on its head. And I was like, well, I mean, John, John Wall hasn't played in two years. And Kevin Durant gets eight, gets eighteen months gets eighteen months off. So again, I mean, if guys were you know were trying to come back after a year, but how many players are going to be you know non stars like that are going to be willing to take off eighteen months, two years, or not have all that money already in the bank to then come back from Achilles injuries? It's not like ACL injury changes when it used to be ACL injury your whole career career is over and now you get an ACL injury you know exactly how long it's going to take you're about six or seven months and then nine months to a full recovery essentially like (laughs) jury's still out on it has not a lot's changed in terms of an Achilles injury and how long it's going to take you to recover if you do recover right and I hope they they both recover 100% but if you're going to tell me if you're going to tell the average NBA player all right now you're out for two years to come back and if they weren't, if they didn't have a contract already in their pocket, then you think they're going to like try to wait two years to come back? Probably not. So I wouldn't, I'd relax with, you know, flipping on its head. All right, let's, uh, I'm going to fly through these. I am intrigued and excited to see how this schedule works out with mm-hmm. less travel. We're, we're putting all this COVID stuff aside, it, like if we make it through this. But how this how the seventy two games works out with the home and home type stuff, or with the you know games on a Friday and a Sunday in the same city, and maybe even just releasing the first half of the schedule and seeing how all of this works out seventy two games whether or not it becomes permanent. And what I'm most looking forward to on opening night is the Cl- I want to see the Lakers stomp the Clippers. I want to see the Lakers beat the Clippers by forty five. Raise, raise the raising the banner, stomp the Clippers, and get get into their heads right away that their window has closed. Wow! The final one for me that that I'm excited about is to see everyone's heads explode when Giannis is going to have to be the MVP again this year. I can't wait! Oh, he's so no, he's 26 years old, right? Uh huh. Pre All Star game numbers last year 31, uh, sorry, 30 points a game, 13 and a half rebounds, six assists. That's pre All Star. Then, of course, we had, we, you've got pause in action, you got bubble, all that kind of stuff. Then the flame out in the playoffs. We forget the Bucks have been so good in the regular season over the last two years. They were awesome last year. They add Drew Holiday. You think about the drama in the offseason because they didn't get Bogdanovich, but they did add Drew Holiday. Giannis, at 26 years old, also won Defensive Player of the Year. He has to be everyone's favorite. He's only getting better. He's got to be everyone's favorite for MVP. But obviously, people don't like seeing a guy get MVP three years in a row. It's only happened to three other players. Larry Bird, Bill Russell, Wilt Chamberlain. That's the list. Kareem had six titles but never won it three years in a row. LeBron didn't win it three years in a row, and neither did MJ. That's your list. Bird, Wilt, 
Bill Russell. Point being, people don't like to see that happen. And they also want this postseason success to be a part of MVP. They keep wanting to do that. Sometimes even a career achievement award. But we got to give the guy the MVP he has. Well, guess what? Giannis is going to be most deserving at season's end. They're going to have to give it to him. He's going to be up for defensive player of the year. Also, you have to put Giannis in the running. And when he wins it for a third time and he's on that list of Bird, Wilt, and Bill Russell, but not a list that MJ and LeBron are on, people's heads will explode. Uh, it's going to be so great. It, it makes me think of, uh, I was, uh, hate listening to Shaq's podcast the other day and it's coming to an, it's, it's coming to an end. John, John Kincaid, you know, my disdain for this gentleman as a, as a host, he said that, uh, that James Harden was not a, a hall of famer if his career ended today. And I was Wait. like, Right. So, yeah. right. He hasn't won anything. He's got to win. Like, and that, and it makes me laugh that the people who only judge things by titles, I just don't know how you go about living your life. Like, if you go out to dinner and you have a good meal, are you pissed? <laughs> Can you imagine just do it the everyday life? You just brought up the funniest thought. A neighbor comes to you and says, Hey, what do you think of my new car? It's not a Lamborghini. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, I like it. Do you like it? Oh, I love it. Oh, well, then that's great. I, I do too. I, I love it for you. That's yeah, that's great. Oh, and also, can we can we be finished with this without saying your age post something like on, on Twitter, like without saying your age post a toy from your childhood? Oh. Okay, so CBS Sports had posted without saying your age post four athletes that were dominating when you were 14. Like, cool. So like, this could be a fun game. Are we then now supposed to actually guess that person's age who, who posts those athletes? Cause that could be fun. Like, I, I'm thinking about like just responding to all those people who post something and just saying 23. And then the next person saying uh, 36. <laughs> like that, that could be fun. Like you're sitting around with friends, like having a few drinks Right. Or maybe doing this virtually, like, hey, name four athletes that dominated when you were a kid. And, you know, maybe it's people I don't know, or it's, it would have to be people you don't know because you could be looking at the person and then just guess their age. But, you know, things like this, like, unless someone is then guessing their age, I don't get it. Yes, I, I'm, I'm with you on that one. I had heard something once about that point, by the way, that, that the, the athletes who are stars when you're 10 years old, you'll always in your mind think they're the greatest to ever play. And it's funny because now with the way that social media is and everything, I, I, I made a joke a few years ago. Oh, it's interesting. You go across all the sports. Tom Brady's considered the greatest quarterback of all time. LeBron James, greatest basketball player of all time. Tiger Woods, greatest golfer of all time. Serena Williams, greatest tennis player. It's, it's so funny that when all of a sudden you look at this, you go, oh, that's funny. They all happen to come from the same generation of of athletes when you when you break it down but you know, and, and, and in 15 years we'll uh, say charlie woods best golfer of all time that was mm, awesome to watch though. Mm, mm, that was a lot that was a lot of fun to watch tiger and his kid that was great and it did make me think though that steffi graf and, and andre agassi when they got married thinking well they're gonna have the greatest tennis player of all time like i mean those are two of the top 15 players of all time male or female and they never pushed their kids to, to play tennis charlie woods everything about him is tiger on the course 
it's like, listen, the only comparison you can make in that regard, it's like you and Eden doing the follow-up podcast. A must-listen. Oh, thanks. A must-listen. Noah Kozlov, his daughter Eden, doing the follow-up podcast is incredible. She is the most charismatic, bright, precocious little girl you will will ever hear. It is that is fun. You got a fun podcast there. So I appreciate that. if you're Thank not you. listening to Rejecting the Screen, please go listen to the follow-up podcast with Noah and Eden. Well, if you're listening at this point of the podcast, then you would be listening to Rejecting the Screen. So if you are listening to Rejecting the Screen, then leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And then in the review, you can write, now I'm going to check out the follow-up. Mm, I like that. Double up. Coming up on Thursday, the Going ISO edition with longtime NBA reporter for USA Today, Jeff Zilgit. Also, we'll be speaking soon with Steve Lavin, the mm. all-time personality, former head coach at UCLA with all sorts of stories of NBA players when they were just little pups. Everything else on the Locked On Podcast Network, Locked On NBA, five days a week. Check out the season previews. Locked On Fantasy Hoops with Josh Lloyd. Before you do your draft, if you haven't done it already, and then throughout the season for waiver wire stuff, Josh is your guy. Hollinger and Duncan, Nate Duncan, John Hollinger. Locked On Bets, all things gambling, and then your team every single day, all 30 teams, every single day on the Locked On Podcast Network. Frank saw unable to join us today. We are on Instagram at rejecting underscore the underscore screen. Adam's on Twitter at NaismithLives. I'm at Noah Kozlov, C-O-S-L-O-V. Adam, thanks, pal. Happy birthday, Noah Kozlov. You are the best. <laughs>